I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and next to me as always is Matt. Welcome. Welcome. To the 50th episode of our show. I know. The big 5-0. It's yep. pretty exciting. We're officially middle-aged. Almost one year. Yeah, it is almost one year. So what's bigger, one year or the 50th episode? Oh, it's got to be one year. Okay, so should we shelve the celebrations for now? I think we've got to shelve them. Just keep them under wraps a little bit. The big 5-0 is great, but we're just going to hold it back a little bit. But the other exciting thing is, is that it's New Year's Day. Happy New Year. I know. We're in 2018. So, perfect timing to discuss New Year's, New Year's resolutions. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Such an enthusiastic yes, Matt. Yes. New Year's resolutions are where it's that time of year where people decide, you know what, I'm going to lose that 5 to 10 kilos that I lost last year. And the year before, and the year before, and I kept finding it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep losing the weight that I keep gaining again. Round That's and round funny. in circles. Fuck New Year's resolutions. Basically. Sorry. <laughs> so can I give some statistics here? Oh yeah, please do. So a discussion about New Year's resolutions, which is a big part of what this episode is going to be. Let's look at this, right? Uh, of the top 10 New Year's resolutions for 2017 last year, three of them were related to what we are here to talk about today. So, you had lose weight slash healthy eating. That was number one. Number one, which was 21.4% of all resolutions. Number two was life slash self-improvements. Which is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it's, in the, well, it's in the same ballpark. Yeah. Uh, 12.3%. Uh, number seven out of the top 10 was to work out more often at 5.5%. When you add these three related resolutions up, 39.2% of all New Year's resolutions in 2017 were basically related to self-improvement slash weight loss. Yeah. You know, the sort of stuff that we talk about here at the weight loss podcast (laughs) yes so Courtney I'll I'll start with a question for yourself have you ever made New Year's resolutions yes any related to self-improvements and weight loss yes any that you've stuck with no (laughs) okay so what would you say has been your biggest New Year's resolution failure oh they're pretty much always the same thing though like with with mine in the past, all I've ever done really is pretty much the same thing. Like, yep, next year I'm going to... So similar to these statistics show, like, yep, this this coming year or next year, I'm definitely going to I'm gonna go to the gym more often. I'm going to get in, weight, in, in shape and I'm going to lose weight and keep it off this time sort of thing. There was nothing really specific 
past that, but it was just that sort of thing that I would say at the time and then I'd forget about it bloody the day after. So <laughs> it really wasn't something that I really latched onto. Okay. What about yourself? Uh, pretty much the same deal. Uh, before I got really serious about it, uh, every New Year's Eve will be the same. Next year I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I never did. I don't think I really wanted it. Yeah. Uh, I think I wanted to... I was setting myself these resolutions because I thought that's what I needed to do. Yep. Uh, but as we'll talk about during this uh, this show, what you need to do doesn't mean shit compared to what you want to do. Um, so no, I'm, I'm yet to make any resolutions that stick. Um, but you know what though? That really lines up with the statistics. Mm. So if 40% of New Year's resolutions are related to self-improvement and weight loss... Here's the fun stuff. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. What's that? Giggling in the corner? Oh, I just think back on myself and I've forgotten what I used to say bloody the day after, let alone getting a Feb. Anyway, go on. 92% of New Year's resolutions fail full stop. Oh. Yes. That's really not surprising though when you think about it. I think most people as well know that most New Year's resolutions are not, they're not really sort of taken seriously, I think. Well, the numbers in this case don't lie. Mm. So Courtney and I are here to help you be part of the 8%. The 8% of people whose resolutions actually stick. You know, the cool people. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yes, the cool people. I mean, they're really the, the basic thing I think with New Year's resolutions is that you touched on it before, Matt, is that people think that they need to be involved. Everyone does them. So I need to be involved and I need to say something or, you know, say that I'm going to do something as well. And most people, they've got absolutely no idea even why they're making a New Year's resolution. They potentially don't even have a set idea before someone asks them, they don't really usually have even a set idea in their mind of what they really want. So then someone asks them, so then they just sort of blurt out something. Um, so the problem with New Year's resolutions is that, as you said before, Matt, it's, it's, it's generally by they're said because it, they feel like they need to say it rather than they want to say it. Or need to achieve it. Yeah, and I think that's a big... Uh, a catch-22 for a lot of people because people, when we often say that, I know for myself that I've I've often seen people confused. I don't know if you have, Matt, when I've, when I've said to people... I've seen many people confused. When I've said to people... The whole weight loss industry is confused. Yeah, true. Well, when I've said to people about setting goals, about set something that you want, not what you need... And I think the need versus want thing, a lot of people think that it should be the opposite way around. A lot of people think that it should be, no, 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 you're supposed to set goals for what you need <laughs> as yes. opposed to what you want. People feel the importance uh, in the need as opposed to the want. I where it's, what you're cooking now. It's really the opposite way around. And it needs to be the opposite way around. Why? Well, because if you go by, if you just go by need, there's no attraction there. There's no desire. There's no passion for that. It's just, oh, I need to do it. Like we need to do a lot of things. I need to take out the garbage from the kitchen. It doesn't mean that I want to do it. Like 
it doesn't mean I'm happy about it. It it it's just a need. It's just a part of having a home. Whereas if you want to do something, there's genuine passion there. You're choosing to do something. It's, it's also not emotion. it's not regimented. It's not oh this again sort of thing. There's actual feeling behind it. Mm. It's been a choice that's been made to do something. Whereas a lot of the time when we need to do things, there's no choice involved. It's just this is a part of life or this is just the way it is. So you've well, got to job. do this. It's a job. It really is. A lot of it becomes a job and jobs aren't fun generally. They can be. Well, they can be, but most of the time people would like to not work. Yeah, I, I do. I think you've hit a great point uh, in that the, the need versus want. And that's something that Courtney and I talk about a lot when we're doing goal setting with our clients is whenever someone says, you know, I need to lose weight or I need to get in shape and I need to get healthy. Well, you know what? Honestly, who gives a shit what you need? Because when you look at this realistically, everyone in the world needs to exercise. We all need to eat healthy, whatever that is. We all need to get in great shape. But people don't tend to do what they need to do. They do what they want to do. So when you're talking about goal setting, in this case, you know, New Year's resolutions, we're looking at what do you want to achieve in the next year? If you tie your goals into things that you actually want to do, there is emotion there. There's emotion attached to that. So there's emotional rewards, there's emotional consequence. Uh, and tying, I think, I, Courtney and I tend to find that tying, tying emotion into your goals and your resolutions immediately gives you a better chance of hitting whatever those goals may be. I think the other problem that people have with setting these new resolutions, well, it comes down to unrealistic expectations hmm. in terms of the speed they can achieve the goal, how easy the goal is to achieve, but also the consequences of the actions they need to take to get there. Because it, I think it is human nature to set goals, especially on the subject of you know, weight loss, etc., self-improvement, Setting goals that are overly ambitious in terms of trying to do too much too soon, but also goals that require uh, restriction. Mm. So restricted activities. And then as a result, you have the thought of, well, I, I've been struggling with my weight now for the past 15, 20 years. I think if I do this 28-day detox, I'll fix it all. Yeah. No, you fucking won't. Technical term. Yeah, exactly. No, you won't. Or you've got the uh, the issue of, well, look, I want to lose all this weight. I want to lose 40 kilos. And to do it, I'm going to cut everything bad and only eat healthy 100% of the time. I'm going to go to the gym two times a day, every day, for the whole program. Good luck with that. Yeah. Because then you've got the issue where the expectations are, I need to do all this stuff in this short amount of time, what happens, <clears throat> excuse me, what happens when something inevitably goes wrong? Emphasis on the word inevitably. inevitably. <laughs> Quick question, Courtney, how many transformations have you been involved with that are smooth? Zero. Same as me, oh my God. Funny that. Who would, who would have guessed that answer? 
Shit's always going to go wrong. So what happens when you're trying to do all this stuff at once and change all these things in this short-term space of time and one thing goes wrong? I failed. Oh yeah, you fall apart. I failed. Ah, oh, this is fucked. When's 2019? Hmm. No, no, no. So, Courtney. Yes. We have established problems when it comes to New Year's resolutions because you and I are good at whinging. Yeah. Um, we're good at talking about the problems and the bad stuff because, well, apparently that's how we roll. That's our thing. Yes. Let's actually try and be helpful here for okay. once. What tips would you give about actually making a new, new Year's resolution stick so you, you don't need to make it again? Well, I think the biggest the biggest tip that I would say would be set a goal, not a news resolution. Boom. Don't even worry about a news resolution. Okay, mic drop. Show's over, kids. Well, realistically, I mean, we. I, th- I think, I think you're listening, and I think everybody knows that news resolutions tend to be a little bit on the quirky, like a little bit corny. No one really thinks that they're that real, but. A lot of the time, we convince ourselves otherwise. Yeah, but Courtney, look at the statistics. They don't fucking work. They don't work. And I think deep down, a lot of us, most of us know that. But year after year, we tend to go back to it. We get sucked into this time of year when everyone's talking about news resolutions. You see it all over social media. You see it all over the TV. Everyone's talking about what's your news resolution, all this sort of stuff. And then we get sucked into setting them again. It's garbage. Don't set them. Don't worry about setting them. Next time someone asks you, what's your news resolution? You say, I don't have one. I don't have one. I have goals. That's a completely different thing. Why? Because a goal is, to me, much more thought out. A goal is sitting down, talking, thinking about, like what we said, what do I want? What do I need? Is there something very different. So news resolutions are more fad type thing whereas a goal is going to carry you through and last throughout the year and it's also going to be able to be uh, regressed so you're going to be able to break it down into smaller goals and things like that when you continually you know you're not going to be talking about a news resolution in june let's be serious someone says oh what are you doing that for oh it's my news resolution no no one's going to say that which i suppose is also why they failed by february no one's going to say that. So the first tip is to set a goal, not a resolution. Correct. Uh, can I give the next tip? Sure. Talking about setting goals, set a goal you want to achieve. Yes. We were just talking about this earlier in terms of the want versus the need. Make it a goal you want. And can I just say, if you're working towards a goal that you want, it's not wrong. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's just purely about I want to look sexy or I want to look good at the beach. That's not wrong if that's what you want deep down. Mm -hmm. Set the goal that you want, but make sure that it's a goal where when you hit it, it's going to change your life for the better. Yes. Because you wanted to achieve it and think about what it's going to do for you. So Courtney and I have some clients where their goals, for example, are to get in shape to be able to get their shirts off with their kids at the beach. Nothing wrong with that. No. Now, sorry, Courtney, before before you go on there, if they hit these goals, well, I would say it's going to change their life for the better because they're spending time 
with their kids in public spaces at the beach in summer, confident, happy, not worrying about, you know, looking out of place, mm. which to me is a good goal. Oh, it's a fantastic goal. I completely personal. agree. Like, it really does not matter how big or small you think your goal is or anybody else thinks your goal is. It's not their goal. If you want it, it's right. If you want it and it's going to keep you on track to achieve it and so you want it bad enough, then it's a right goal to have. And just to clarify, I'm not saying that it's a wrong to set goals this time of year for the coming year. It's perfect time to set goals. Just don't call them news resolutions because a news resolution is not something that's going to get you through. And some people might say to me, oh, that's just semantics. Like it's just it's the same thing. You're just calling it something different. That may be the case. But the figures say that if you call it a news resolution, you will not achieve it. I think there is a mental association that you have with that. Uh, I mean, I, I do have goals. Courtney and I, we both have goals for 2018. But they're not resolutions. No. They're things we're working towards through the year. And I think resolution also gives you the wrong... It sends the wrong message too. Because what if your particular goal is going to take you past 2018? Mm. So what if it's going to take you longer than a year? What, are you suddenly a failure because you didn't achieve your New Year's resolution in the new year? I'll tell you what. That's a really good point. Because I, I do think, now that you've mentioned it, Courtney, that... New resolutions also implies what we call the diet mindset. Yeah. You know, the quick fix, short-term solution, quote unquote, which we'll get into shortly. Um, the whole term to me implies diet mindset and, and short-term when, you know, given the, the subject matter of this entire podcast, well, there's no such thing as short-term, is there? No. No, it's a, it's a lifestyle change. So definitely not saying that now is not the right time to do this. It is the, it's a fantastic time. If, if you're ready for it, it's a perfect time to do it. But don't feel the pressure to set something just because it's the new year. If you're not feeling yet like you are ready to commit to a change and that you have hit that snap point that we talk about where the want has outweighed anything else that you are ready to achieve it, go for it, set it, make it a goal, focus on um, the steps, what you need to achieve that goal. However, if you have not hit that point, don't set anything. Don't set a news resolution. Don't set a goal. You're just going to waste your time. All right, Courtney, what's the next tip? Next tip, well, I mentioned it just before, which is talk, thinking about a, a reasonable time frames. So if you are setting a goal right now, then make sure that you do keep in mind making, having a reasonable expectation of time frame. So it may not take five weeks. It may not take 28 days or whatever the <laughs> can, stupid thing is. Can I, can I just get this off my chest before we continue? Yeah. If you're setting your goal and it's for the next 30 days, fuck it off. Yeah. So it may not even take the... 2018 it may take longer so you've really just got to look at the situation that you're in it depends on your goal it depends on how much weight that you want to lose it depends on a lot of different things so just make sure that you're setting yourself a reasonable time frame and you're not shooting yourself in the foot before you even start because you're setting yourself an unrealistic time frame and I think that also really when you if you think about what you want to achieve 
but also think about how long you have struggled with the problem for, you can reasonably come up with a, a pretty realistic time frame to be aiming for. I think deep down, most people do know that with their, you know, their weight loss goals, for example, it's going to take longer than what they would like. Yeah, exactly. So some people it might take a year. Some people it might take two, two years. Some people it might take longer. Okay, so the next goal, uh, next goal, duh, <clears> the next tip uh, that I want to give here is to break your goal down into smaller goals. So you might have set your goal for the end of next year. Or the, is that the end of this year? The end of this year. I'm all over it. Well, we're tricking ourselves now because we're recording this in 2017. In 2017 so, the end of 2017, and it, it goes live. New Year's Day. Yeah, New Year's Day. So you set your goal for the end of 2018. Fantastic. Well done. Good job. But goals don't hit themselves. You do have to work towards them and things need to occur for that to happen. Uh, A bit of advice I can give here is to break this down into smaller goals, but two different types of smaller goals. Progress and process. Mm. So smaller progress goals were kind of self-explanatory, but I'm going to explain anyway. (laughs) Let's say I'm a female. Not a very good looking one, can I just say. Let's say I'm a female and I want to lose six dress sizes in 12 Mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. Okay. You would break it down and go, you know what? What if I can hit one to two dress sizes every quarter? Every three months. Hmm. That's pretty a pretty reasonable pro, a progress goal that will lead up to the big one, yeah? 100%. Okay. You would then break it down into the process goals. By process goals, I mean the work-related things you need to do to make your goals a reality. So what do I mean by work-related? Well, you know, the boring stuff that no one cares about or no one thinks too much about. What activities we're doing to stimulate change in our body, also known as exercise. <laughs> But also, what habits are we trying to implement away from the gym that are positive? Or unimplement. Well, there is that as well. Um, What habits are we trying to reprogram? I.e., what are we putting into our faces? Yes. So, this goes to the conversation of when someone says, Oh, my problem's always my food. Well, no, it's not. It's your habits. So, you need to set process goals that are related to creating and programming and reprogramming in many instances habits that are going to be more conducive towards you hitting something. So let's say, for example, you've got someone, a woman that wants to lose five, six dress sizes in 12 months. Great. And they don't exercise at all. What is a great, easy, first step process goal to set? Start moving. Mm. Get off the couch. Exercise two, three times a week. I'd say it's a pretty good process goal. Courtney, would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And you can then build upon those process goals from there. But I think you do need to break it down into those progress and process goals so you can map out a path towards the end result. Yeah, otherwise it's too far in the future just to have one set goal. So it's too far in the future to actually be able to visualize yourself at that size or wearing that outfit. So you've really got to break it back down, like Matt said, and make them smaller goals so they're a little bit more manageable to get your head around and they're not so far in the distance that you can actually see yourself achieving it. I think also they're milestone goals that'll keep you on track and keep you feeling good 
knowing they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, celebrating the little wins along the way. Yep. All right, Courtney, what's the uh, the next tip for this? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where we're up to. Okay, excellent. So Courtney has checked out of the show. Uh, my name's Matt. I'm the host of the Weight Loss Podcast. Uh, the only host now looking for a co-host. The next tip that I want to give on my awesome show, when you're setting your goals, don't restrict yourself. Oh, don't restrict yourself. Courtney, sorry, you're not part of this show I anymore. know what we're up to now. Wow. I married this. <laughs> don't restrict yourself. Why? Well, if you if you try too hard to restrict yourself too much, then it's not sustainable, which means you're just going to rebound and put more weight on than you just lost. The weight regain. Yes. Which ties into what we we're saying at the start of the show, losing the weight you've already lost a few times the last couple of years. Yes. And this goes into really with goal setting and or, or resolutions why they tend to fail is that people try and do too much too soon. So if you have someone that's very overweight, they don't exercise and they eat very poorly, they try to change it all at once. And they try to change it all at once in radical ways that completely overhaul their lifestyle. Can I just say this also plays into the news resolution thing as what? well? What? Well, I think that if you're if you're setting a quote unquote news resolution, you're more likely to do have that mindset of trying to change too much too soon because it's that it's that mindset that comes with a news resolution that means that oh it's the new year I've got to do this now. No, you don't. You got the rest so of your life. So you've that's where it's really important that you're actually setting goals, not new year's resolutions. Can I also almost almost change the name of this tip? Really, just simplify what you're doing. Yeah. Don't try and do too much at once. Don't try and bite off more than you can chew. Just start with one thing. Yes. Get that one thing under control, feel good about it, be happy, be proud of yourself, then go for the next thing. Simplification is an underrated part of a successful transformation. Would you agree, Courtney? Yeah, I like that tip. Now. It's a good one. This time of year isn't just New Year resolution. What else, Courtney, comes around this time of year? This is a time of year where advertising companies make a killing. Why do they make a killing? Because this time of year, people are setting these resolutions and they're desperate. Now, when desperation enters the conversation, what tends to leave the conversation? Common sense. Goodbye, common sense. So now, I'm sure you've noticed this by now because that time of year, whether it's the radio, the internet, the TV, even YouTube ads, you're going to get bombarded with all manner of different quick fixes. So, such as meal replacement shakes, detoxes, cleansers, diets. Those um, funky seats that wobble and you can sit on them and get a six pack. (laughs) Vibration training. Lose weight from with 10 minutes on your couch each day. God. That ad machine thing. Uh, You're also going to get Weed supplements, exercise routines, calorie counting diets, all this crap yes. that's out there. Now, these quick fixes that are out there, especially this time of year, they're so prevalent, they tie in really, and this is also why they're successful in terms of a business standpoint, they tie in really, really well to our unrealistic expectations and our goals going into the new year. So, you know... and. Courtney and I have been there ourselves, so we're, 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 we're not, we haven't been immune to this. 
But this time of year is when people want to undo years worth of a problem in a short space of time. Yes. I want to lose the weight I've been carrying for 30 years in the next month. <laughs> what product is out there that will take my money and tell me it will do this? Um, lots of them. You're spoiled for choice. Yep. Yep. I mean, realistically, this time of year, like these sort of companies have been planning for the new year since like mid-year of 2017. They start planning then because it is such a busy time for them to promote their products because it is like prime, prime time for them to cash in. So, and they're very, very good at their advertising. I mean, they spend a lot of money on their advertising and they get it done and they get it done well. Oh, there's psychological aspects for sure, especially when you're appealing to the desperation that we have. Oh, absolutely. To and fix a problem quickly. As you said, Matt, we've been guilty of this too. So this isn't just like it well, only affects some people. We're not here to cast aspersions no. or judge people because we've been in the same bloody situations. We're here to help you avoid it. Exactly. So the thing to look out for is are these sort of quick fix schemes. They're going to be advertised this time of year and they're going to be advertised incredibly well to make them look amazing. And what we're going to do here in this episode is give you the tools you need to identify these bloody scams that are out there so you know what's going to actually work legitimately and what's a load of crap you should just chuck out in the bin. That is actually a great point because a lot of people will say to me when we speak about this, oh, well, what, what is a quick fix then? Okay, well then. Well, ask Courtney a question. Yes. Do quick fixes work? No. Now, can I be a devil's advocate and say they could work depending on your definition of what is working Actually, you can say so that. So if, if your definition of work is you're going to lose weight in a short space of time, then yeah, a quick fix could work. Mm. If your definition of work is it's going to be a result you can keep for the next six months, 12 months, the rest of your life, well, if you're trying to lose weight that you've lost already a few times before, I think the answer is obviously no. So in the case of Courtney and myself, our definition of does it work relates to is it something you can do for the rest of your life, something you can sustain and keep? Mm. Is it something that your family can do with you? Is it something you'd let your kids do? If the answer to those questions is no, honestly, chuck that shit out. I think as well in terms of looking at these diets and quick fixes that are that are really out there in the market now, that are you know hitting the airways with force, you need to have a look at what they're what they're actually addressing. So Courtney and I go by this little thing called the golden triangle. No, not a piece of jewelry. Sounds like something from Toon Raider, doesn't it? I prefer Indiana Jones, but yes, I get what you're saying. Indiana Jones and the Golden Triangle. Tomb Raider and the Golden Triangle. Okay, yep. Anyway. It works. Now, what is the Golden Triangle? You're probably thinking to yourself, easy. Here's what it is. It is how you look, how you function, and how you feel. So any diet, any exercise program, any meal replacement, any anything you might be looking at right now that's tempting you, have a think about it. 
and ask yourself, is it addressing all three of these key elements, how you look, function, and feel? Or is it only addressing one or two of them? What do I mean by that? Well, okay. Are there ways to lose weight fast? Yes. Yes, there are. Mm. There are consequences that tend to come with that. So here's the thing. Fast weight loss is often achieved through heavy, heavy calorie cutting. So cutting right back on what you're eating and lots and lots and lots and lots of exercise. Sounds good, right? Yes. Until you feel like shit and fall in a heap. Now you may lose, you know, five, six, seven kilos over the course of a month. Great, well done. What's the point of having some fast weight loss if you look, sorry, if you perform and you feel like complete shit? And then put it back on a month later. So any program you're looking at has to address the golden triangle, which is what, Courtney? Look, function, feel. How you look, how you function, how you feel. If it does not do that, sayonara, Mm. get it out of there. Which also I think we're now going to move on, Courtney, to the tips that we want to give in terms of working with these quick fixes. I think that's one big tip. That is a gigantic <laughs> tip, is it needs to address the golden triangle. Yes, absolutely. Because you're going to put the weight back on anyway, and you feel like junk, and also you feel like a failure. Yeah. Because, hey, I lost five kilos and then found ten. Yeah, and I think that comes down to as well what you said, Matt, at the start, which was around this time of year, because we're desperate, common sense tends to go out the window. But I think... Using the golden triangle helps to keep that common sense with you. What's the golden triangle? How you look, how you function, how you feel. So it's not groundbreaking stuff. Like I've never heard that before. You but know what? Actually, you know what though? It's common sense stuff. It could be groundbreaking. It could. But most people, I think, would hear that and think, oh yeah, of course you want to look good and you want to function well and you want to feel good. Are you sure about that? Yeah, Are you sure, given how many people fall for the quick fixes and how easily people are sucked into this stuff because they're promised you'll look good fast? Yeah, but they don't say, oh, but you'll feel like shit. It's just that those other things are overlooked because the common sense tends to go out the window. Which is why... Because you haven't got those those three main points in the front of your mind and when you're looking why, at these things. That's why I think the golden triangle is a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah. But all I'm saying is when people hear it, they so a lot of the time they think, oh, oh yeah, sort of thing. But it's, it's so important to keep that in the front of your mind because of what we just said, that a lot of the time you are desperate, you're looking at these, these promises that these advertisements make and common sense tends to go out the window. But if you apply the golden triangle rule to any of that, then it keeps your wits about you when you're making these decisions. It keeps that common sense in the front of your mind. Oh, it helps a lot, doesn't it? In terms mm. of assessing you know, the viability of a program. Oh, yeah. Really, whether it's an exercise program, a, an eating program or whatever, the golden triangle is a very simple, quick, effective way to assess its viability. Um, speaking of the next tip, uh, that we want to give here in terms of being able to dodge these quick fixes and chuck out the crap that's not going to work. It's a question of sustainability. Mm. So you look at any program. Well, you mentioned that before. 
Well, let's 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 go a bit deeper into this. Yeah. Is it something that you can only do for twenty eight days, twelve weeks, etc., and then go back to normal, mm. whatever that may be? Is it something that your family could do with you, be it your husband, your wife, your kids, whatever, all the above? Does yeah. it feel? Is it something that you get your kids to do? Would you allow your kids to eat the things that you're eating? Or have the meal replacement shakes that you're having. Also, the next question I think you need to ask, or we need you think to you need to ask, does it feel like you're giving up too much too soon all at once? So that's it. As of January the first, I'm gonna cut all alcohol. I'm gonna cut all ice cream. I'm gonna cut all the chips. I'm gonna be hundred percent. I'm gonna exercise twice a day. I'm gonna eat once a day. <laughs> I'm going to drink this awesome drink that's going to just be better than any food I could ever eat. Good luck with that. If the answer to those questions is no, Courtney, what should you do? Apply the golden triangle. And chuck that shit out. Yes. Toss that crap in the bin. At the end of the day, you really shouldn't have to give up that much to be able to achieve your goals. And I've said it before in other podcasts and I'll say it again. Please do. There is always, with any weight loss, there is always a level of sacrifice involved. There always is. Mm. If you continue to do the same thing that you've been doing, then you'll continue to get the same result. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. So there are going to have to be changes made. And when you make changes, a lot of the time, they those changes are sacrifices. You are going to have to sacrifice something. And change is difficult. So As we know. any sacrifice, any change is a difficult thing and it doesn't happen overnight. However, when we're talking about these sort of quick fix solutions for weight loss, they tend to involve a level of sacrifice that is so far beyond where you could naturally live at and be happy. That is why then you, you have these big sort of blowouts and go backwards. The binges. So you really got to look at the sacrifice involved as well. So there are, there is going to be, you have to repair yourself for a level of sacrifice. There always is going to be a level of of sacrifice. So you may not like to eat vegetables. You know what? You're going to have to start getting used to it. Suck it up, princess. You may not, you, you may like to go out and drink, binge drink every weekend. That's great for you. But if you are really serious about changing things up and changing your body shape, you can't do that. It's just, we'd love it if you could, you can't. You just you just can't. It's just the way the human bodies are wired. I would love to eat ice cream and chocolate all the time. I can't. Wait, wait. You would love? We would love. We would love. We can't do that. No, so there, no. you have to start preparing yourself for a level of sacrifice. However, the other thing with these quick fixes that does come into it is the level of sacrifice is so far above what you could happily live at that it's just like, well, what's the point of doing it in the first place? Just wasting my time. All right, so let's look at this. The the sustainability checklist, right? Mm. One, is it something you can do for the rest of your life? Is it something that your family and kids could do with you? Mm-hmm. If the answer to those questions is yes, then chances are what you're looking at is a, a much greater chance of succeeding 
because it's a long-term sustainable solution. And long-term solutions tend to not have any side effects such as, you know, gaining that weight back. So mm. it's next year's New Year's resolution to lose it again. Mm. Courtney, am I right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think the other thing, just mm. to quickly mention on that, the quick fix things, is that a lot of the time they seduce you with the uh, time it's going to take to achieve your goals. Mm. So they're obviously a lot shorter. They promise a lot shorter time frames, things like that. So they are very enticing because of that reason. I think that the other common sense, apart from the golden triangle to keep in mind, is that if it was that easy... Everyone would do it that way. Oh, Courtney, you just slam dunked that. Can I now add one more thing on top of that? Yeah. If it actually worked, you would have only have done it once. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't need to be the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, twentieth time you've done it. Like I'm not, I'm not um, married in any kind of way to the way that I have lost weight. Like if there was something else out there that. So I, I researched and I looked into and said, yeah, this is it, this is it. And it worked in 28 days, I would do that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my nose up at that because it, it was, it's not the way that I had done it. I would do that. Of course I would do that. Everyone would do that. But Who doesn't want to solve their problems in the easiest, most pain-free yeah, way? No one is going to choose the hard way. <laughs> No one chooses to do things the hard way Maybe because people... it's fun. Well, yeah. You know what? You're right. Uh, Courtney. Yeah. You've nailed it. I reckon that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. Well done. We got there. We got there. Welcome to 2018. Welcome to 2018. Um, we hope you enjoy your stay. Yes. Hopefully this episode has been of some help. Yes. Uh, as always, if there's any feedback or any questions for us, you can reach us at where, Courtney? Our email address is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Boom, all over it. So we're going to call it a show and wrap it up. Happy Thanks New Year. Listening. Yes, Happy New Year. Hope this episode has helped. Yes, and if you are in the mindset and you are ready to set goals, then we wish you all the best in setting those goals. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com, Email us and tell us what your goals are for 2018. We don't want no New Year's resolutions. If you, you can send keep us, those. If you send us your New Year's resolution, I'm going to click it as spam. We don't want those. But if you have made the decision, because as I said, this is a great time. A goal, Courtney. If you are in, in that frame of mind to set a goal that you really want. Tell us. By all means, set it. We wish you the best of luck with setting it. And please reach out and let us know what it is. We'd love to hear from you. And when you're going to achieve it by. Because there's a bit of accountability involved there. 100%. So let's wrap it up. Great show. Courtney, we're the best. Would yes, you agree? we are. We're awesome. It's good to be us. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, have a good one and we'll speak to you soon. Get more free tips. Listen to previous episodes. And contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.